What's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And it is Friday, so it's the weekend. I am super pumped to be able to just relax a little bit and be able to work on my business rather than, um, you know, have a lot less time like I do during the week. I just have a, a long drive and stuff on the way home, so a lot of times it's kind of difficult to get things done. And get as much done as I'd like to just because, you know, it's, it's, there's so much other stuff taking up time in the day and stuff. So that, that in itself is something I'm looking forward to. I always like that. Looking forward to a little bit of baseball. I think there's actually hockey on tonight too. So there will be the Pens will play tonight. And then I think the Bucks, the Pirates play tonight as well. So it'll be, it'll be pretty good to watch them a little bit see what's going on with them. I haven't watched a sport in so long, and I think so many of us are just waiting for sports to be back and waiting to be able to watch sports like normal again. And so that is something that I'm super pumped for and just super happy to have back. Um, This weekend, there really isn't a whole ton going on for me reselling-wise on the beginning of Saturday. I think I'm going to be helping my dad and my at my grandma's house i'm gonna see what he needs me to do and if he needs any help and then if he does i'm gonna go down and help him uh, help him do a little bit of work around there and then there are a couple sneaker releases that are coming out the yeezy 380 blue oats will come out i think tomorrow morning around uh you'll have to check some some sites i think it's like nine or ten they'll be coming out on different sites and then the off-white jordan fours that virgil has done with nike those will be coming out tomorrow on Sneakers at 10. So I'm super pumped for those. I am going to be going after those as much as I can. I mean, knowing Nike, they'll probably make it a draw, which in my opinion screws us all over pretty bad because when you have a regular a regular Leo release, which is a let everyone order, you basically, you basically get a one to two minute window where you can order a sneaker from Nike. And then, you know, once that closes up, then everybody else who didn't get their thing, their their order put in, doesn't have a shot to get them. And then from there, they'll pull uh, the different winners and stuff from that. But when they end up doing things like a draw, like they did today for the Grateful Deads, which I'll talk about in a moment, that really screws things up in my opinion because what you have is a lot of people who are just running Nike bots. And Nike bots can enter fairly quickly. So it's not really a huge deal, but you just have so many more entries being piled in with all those bots. Anybody who was having problems or anything like that with their bot is able to get a lot more entries in. It's just, it creates a huge problem. There's so many more people that can get their entry in. And I don't know, I think that a lot of the collectors end up getting screwed out of it. I think a lot of the people who are trying to invest in sneakers end up getting screwed out of it. I mean, for me, these weren't going to be a sneaker I was going to flip. I was probably going to hold these for a very long time. And once they appreciated their full value, I'd probably flip them. And so that was something that I was looking to do with these. But I ended up, you know, it's hard to get shoes that are put on a draw just because so many more people can enter. And I think that if you know what you're doing on sneakers, you should just be given the shot. And then if you don't know what you're doing or you don't, like when when I first started out, I was happy because things were a draw. But it's been almost a year now. I've never even come close to winning a draw. Like the only person I know, my girlfriend actually won a draw, but I, it's hard to find people like in the group that I'm in or people online that end up winning draws. It seems like it's super like far between, few and far between for people. And a lot of the time they do draws on more limited sneakers. So I get that. But still, I think that I think it really screws things up and I think it's a lot harder to get a sneaker that's already limited by doing a draw. So that's just kind of my problem with it. But 
I don't know what they're going to be tomorrow. I haven't looked. I think that they were originally a let a Leah release, and everybody should order within the first minute or two. And I think now it, it it may get bumped to a draw. I mean, they did the same thing with the Grateful Dead's today. It was a regular release up until a few minutes before it looked like on mine, and then I saw somebody saying something about a draw, and I was like, well, "What does that mean?" And I looked, and it said they had changed it. It just said the draw begins and like two minutes or whatever so they changed that at some point today i think and or they changed it and i just never saw it but they did that and so yeah today was a good day for sneakers releasing i there was the grateful deads that i just talked about a little bit and then there was the jordan 12 i think it was university gold was the colorway name but they were like a black and gold shoe really clean they looked they just i like the colors i'm a pittsburgh fan because i grew up in pittsburgh and i still live in pittsburgh and so they looked like a Pittsburgh shoe. They just, uh, you could do a lot with it and it looked really, really clean. And so those were coming out at the same time. And I think that they switched the dunks over because it was going to be a huge problem trying to get those. And then the yellow and black Jordan 12s, like, I don't know if that would have messed up their server. I just don't know if they maybe wanted to just extend the amount of people that could enter for the dunks. I don't know. But regardless, I ended up going for the dunks and then I went for the shoes, which was a kind of a mistake because you have a lot less time whenever it's a, when it's not a raffle than when it is a raffle. And so I went for the raffle first, which was dumb. And then I went for the shoes. I ended up copying two pairs of the Jordan 12s and I ended up getting zeros across the board when it came to the dunks. But it is, it was a good day for the Jordans and I was super pumped about getting those because what I realized is, and what I've talked about before, when it's a messy release, when things don't go as planned and Nike was spazzing like crazy, I was having trouble getting things to load. I was having trouble getting purchases put in and like it took me forever to get some of my orders put in some of them weren't even loading I'd have to exit out go back in there's a whole lot of things I was doing to get an order in and when you have to jump through that many hoops and you end up getting a shoe a lot of people don't really understand they don't really try again or they don't they just think that Nike's broken and so they don't end up going for the shoes and those people that really wanted the shoes now don't end up with them and then it becomes a lot more resellers owning the shoe than people that bought it that wanted it for themselves. And so that drives the market up a little bit because the buyers, there's more of a demand because there's more buyers. And so that allows us to uh, get the shoe out there and get it sold. And so I ended up doing really well with those. I think I'm probably going to net like 80 bucks a shoe. Um, and I did pretty well with those. And I was pretty, I, I mean, I was pumped about that. It's hard for me to just get two pairs of shoes on sneakers on my own. And I think because Nike was spazzing so bad because I was able to get those orders in pretty easily. And I, just the sizes I was going for weren't typically super, I, I don't think they were super high demand or anything like that. Um, I was able to get two, two orders in and then got them sold within the hour. So it was a pretty good day for me. Um, I struck out, like I said, on the dunks. A lot of people struck out on the dunks. So if you went for the Grateful Deads and you didn't get them and you just think, you know, I never get these Nike releases, that's not that's not really that abnormal. I think a lot of people don't get the Nike releases and it takes a little bit of time to really understand how to sign up for one. And then, you know, if you're taking more chances, if maybe you have family members helping you or something, you know, that kind of a thing is very helpful. Um, those sorts of things can really help you out in the long run, getting other people involved in that. So that's what I try to do a little bit and it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't like today with the dunks and tomorrow, most likely the Virgils will all take it out just because it's, it, they're going to be a super high demand shoe. You want to go for the shoes that are super high in demand, of course, 
but the lower demand, the lower hype shoes that still have pretty good demand end up selling the best for me. And I have made way more money on those than I have on any other shoes. So that is kind of what I'll be doing. There aren't really any going at tomorrow that I think that are coming out outside of the Virgils and the Yeezys. So those will just be two things. I don't even think I'm going to go for the Yeezys, honestly, because there's not going to be a whole lot of reselling them. The colorway looks like puke. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's like orange and brown and royal blue and like it, it just looks terrible i don't know i i don't think it, it doesn't do anything for me it's like it's kind of like looks like what mars would look like in a shoe but like a big streak of blue across the middle it's just very weird and so that that shoe i don't think is going to go up in value at all i have no desire to buy and invest in that shoe and there's already not a huge market for it anyway because it's so ugly so yeah, there's really no value for me in trying to get them now if you're somebody who like uses a lot of bots and stuff like that there's a lot of people that'll pick up like a, like some of the people pick up 100 pairs they're netting like 10 to 30 bucks on a pair and at that point you're making i mean you're netting like you know one to three k after everything's said and done so that, those kind of things that's where you can really start to make some money but you have to have a lot of capital to invest i mean these shoes cost 220 bucks a pair if you're going for 100 pairs you're going to be looking at spending around 2k on a saturday so that's just something that's crazy to me that's something that i've never done um i would love to do that sometime but i don't think that that's something that i'm going to be doing in the near future and so for these people that are doing that that is how you would make a ton of money on these easies and that's why you see a lot of times people selling them at such low margins because they're able to get such a high volume of them and so that is something that i i've been noticing a little bit and just doing a little bit of research in and how people do that kind of a thing and oftentimes what i find is a lot of people get super bugged out when they go on to ebay and they have an item that's probably hot or it's doing very well and they they get super triggered by the fact that other people are selling the item lower than they are and it makes sense i mean people come in and they tank the market and those people annoy the heck out of us right because the market is pretty good and then an item all of a sudden goes from being a $40 flip to a $20 flip overnight. And you wonder, well, how can that happen? And what I end up finding is a lot of people have a lot of different ways of running their business. And so it does kind of suck because whenever you're a reseller, your business is sometimes dependent on other people's business depending on what types of items you're sourcing. So if you're sourcing an item that's super high in demand, you need to find a way to get that thing sold at the price you want it sold quickly because if it's super high in demand other people are going to know about it too those people have different business strategies than you so they may be comfortable making five bucks an item or ten bucks an item where you're trying to make 30 and so now if they're making those kind of margins that kind of sets the market back significantly they're going to sell out faster and then when other people come on and see that they're selling a five to ten dollar item in large quantities they're going to say well that's a good item i can make ten bucks an item and i can sell a hundred of them that's a thousand bucks right there and so then they go in and now your item is gone from being a $20 item or, or a $30 item to a $10 item. And so those sorts of things, it, it's something I've realized a lot, especially in my own pricing strategy, that me being triggered about other people's pricing is, is more of a fault of me not being able to figure out how to sell it quick enough or sell it well enough at the price that I want. And so that's something that I think a lot of people don't really understand is that there are a lot of times people will tank the price on things, shoes, hype items, in-demand items, items that are hard to find, 
like things around Christmas time, like all these different things, they're all super in demand at some point. Things will sell for crazy amounts at one point and then they'll dip and they'll end up staying lower because people come to their senses about an item or more people and what oftentimes ends up happening is that more people come in on the item and they end up driving the price down just because there's a lot more supply than there is demand. So when there's more supply than demand, people want to sell the item faster. They lower their price to meet the demand. People that have the demand for the price at the of, of the item at that point buy it, the item and then the demand goes a little bit less because more people are fulfilled and that's just how it's working. So for me, I kind of realized that I, it's something that took me a very long time to understand and I think that for a newer reseller, it's hard to wrap your mind around that, right? Why wouldn't everybody just want the $30? Why wouldn't everybody just want, well, maybe not everybody's trying to make $30 per item. Maybe everybody's just trying to make $10 per item to reinvest that into something else that they see a better I, they see a better chance at making money at. So a lot of people, like when Warren Buffett was pulling money out of the traveling stocks in spring, right? So people were looking at that and going, well, Warren Buffett's pulling out their, of the of all these different airline stocks and stuff. They're probably a terrible investment. And for regular people like me and you and, and that kind of a thing, pouring money into those stocks then and then having pulled money out now, they went up significantly in a short span where they had tanked because people were freaking out about what's going on with the world, what's going on with our country. And so those stock prices tanked because people weren't flying and then they went back up as people started to get more comfortable with things and you could have made a lot of money on them and a lot of people did and those people that saw those and said well obviously Warren Buffett is a lot smarter than me you or anybody else here and that he has he has probably some other idea that he wants to do with that money and it's probably not just because he doesn't see the investment opportunity in in these stocks but maybe he's not playing that kind of a game maybe he sees the next amazon from way far away and he just knows that over the course of the next year he's going to be able to do a lot better investing into that than he is investing into airlines for two months or whatever you know he has his own strategies and we can't base what we're doing off of something that he's doing that we see from a very very macro level and so those sorts of things those kind of things play into what we're doing, right? Because we look at what other resellers are doing and then we look at what they do and we look at it very macroscopically where we just see the very outside edges of it, whether that be a seller on eBay, whether that be somebody on Instagram. And then we don't really have the the inner workings of their business. We don't really know what they do when nobody's looking kind of a thing. Not in a bad way, just you don't know what their what their profit margins are. You don't know what try, kind of money they're trying to hit. And so maybe somebody's only selling an item for $10 profit because they have 10 of them and they only want $100 so that they can put more money into something else that they see they could do better at. And that could be, I mean, that could be it. That could be, that could be like a Trey, that could have been a Trey Young card last year. People could have realized that he was worth a lot more than $200 coming into this year. And if you had poured, if you had maybe sold, I don't know, found some board game or something that you could have made 10 bucks a board game on that was selling other people were making 30 bucks but you wanted to just sell them out really quick because you saw a very very in-demand card that was underpriced well you could have done that and a lot of people freak out and they don't really understand that other people have other motives in mind whenever they're selling it's not always just to make profit sometimes it's just to make enough profit to put somewhere else or maybe it's just to make enough profit to buy this thing you know there's so many different reasons people do different things people sell different things for different amounts and and that kind of a thing is just it's the way reselling goes for us and so that is something that i've always tried to learn a little bit about but it's really starting to hit home around the time that COVID's kind of 
started to pick up and different items gained a lot of value overnight and you see that people start selling them for crazy amounts then you see the things start to bottom out and now they're selling for more than retail but not that much more and and you know it's it's one of those things where people just don't they don't realize it's hard to judge the market whenever it you're coming to the close of it and that kind of a thing and what I've seen just through this is that a lot of items have a short time period for us to make a lot of money in them and then after that, you have to have either a lot of the item or you have to be comfortable making smaller margins on a few items to be able to sell it and make money. And so that's just, that's something I've observed and hopefully that's something that you can take with you. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just to me to get triggered over something that somebody's selling on eBay for a lower price. I get it. I mean, I've been there several times and I get super aggravated when the price jumps down and I'm not paying attention. I see that now it's $40 less than what it was before and I'm not going to make any money on the item. You know, that aggravates me. But at the end of the day, we don't really know why it's dropped down. We don't really we don't really have control over that. So to kind of get yourself triggered over it and dwell on that's not going to help you. And that's something that doesn't help me at all. I mean, it's just kind of either returning the item or selling it at cost and moving on. And if you lose a little bit of money, you lost a little bit of money. But at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt you in a year anyways. So it, it's just, it's trying to trying to get past that because I think getting caught up in people selling things for lower prices is really just it's not good for anybody it really doesn't help you at all so that being said that's kind of my focus for the day I uh, there's just a lot there's so many things in reselling that either set people off or just drive people crazy and like I said I get it but at the end of the day it's not going to affect us in in the long term so I just try not to let it get to me too bad and I try to kind of push those things out of my mind and not have to worry about them so that's hopefully something you can use. Hopefully you don't, hopefully it can at least help you not get nearly as stressed out or aggravated if somebody is, you know, investing in the same pair of shoes as you, but then selling it for almost cost. Uh, it drives us all crazy, but at the end of the day, it's not worth it. But I will let you guys go. I'll let you guys get back to whatever you're doing for this Friday. I'll get with you tomorrow for another podcast, but you guys have a good weekend. Go invest and go and buy some shoes and see if you can flip them tomorrow. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be a very good weekend for shoes if you can get those Virgil uh, collabs that he's doing with Nike, the off-whites. Those are going to be crazy. So go after those and have a good weekend and I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.